Welcome to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders Podcast. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco. If you're interested in the latest industry trends and new technologies that are reshaping the future of insurance, you're in the right place. Stick around to hear my discussions with industry leaders as we help uncover today's emerging opportunities for the future of insurance. Good day, and welcome to Majesco's podcast series, The Future of Insurance with Industry Leaders. I'm thrilled today to welcome two individuals, Derek and Bonnie, who are part of PwC's distribution management practice and one of our strategic partners. So welcome, Derek and Bonnie. Thank you, Denise. Excited to be here. Likewise. Very excited about the opportunity. Thanks again. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I like to talk about up front is for each of my podcast guests to kind of give a little bit of background about themselves so that there's kind of a context. So, uh, Derek, do you want to start with yourself first? Thank you again, Denise. As you said, Derek Gale, uh, member of PwC's distribution management practice, where we focus on helping our clients solve some of the most demanding and challenging problems related to how they get their products out into the market, as well as manage their existing book of business. So very excited to to be here today and also excited to tee up uh, Bonnie, another member of, of our broader PwC family. Thank you, Derek. Hello, everyone. My name is Bonnie Majumdar. I'm a director in our insurance service transformation practice. I feel like with background, we always talk about what we do for work, but I'm going to start with, I am from New York. I've been with the firm almost 10 years. And I will say that from a engagement perspective, I spend the majority of my time helping clients work through capability-driven strategy, operating model design, agile delivery org design, and then just quote to claim operational effectiveness work. So very excited to be here with you all today. Well, I'm thrilled that both of you were able to join us. So one of the things that's really happening in industry is we've just got lots of change happening. Everything from customers and what their expectations are to new demographics to products and then uh, newer underserved markets. And then on top of that, we got technology and all of that plays into how that's really impacting and really forcing change on the operating model for insurers. I'd like to kind of get you guys' perspective about what you see as the key drivers of change in this, this operating model. Derek, yourself first. Sure, Denise. I feel like there's there's no way we can start without first addressing the elephant in the room, right? With COVID driving so much change in the way everyone is working, virtually overnight insurers had to embrace not only remote working, but also accelerate the automation of all of the existing time-consuming manual processes that they had previously tolerated across the, the value chain. So coupled with an increased focus, as you said, on expanding into different channels, bringing new products to market, carriers must have not only the right operating model in place, but also the right technology to enable those changes. Uh, I said it any better. Bonnie, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think the biggest driver of change, honestly, is the customer aspect and the fact that the insurance company can't or insurance industry can't pretend anymore that they live in a silo. So I feel like it's been okay for decades and decades for uh, the interaction model, the digital capabilities, all to be sort of a different class from an insurance perspective. But especially given the last year for the pandemic, that operating model shift need has been really greatly accelerated. So 
all of the old school band-aids that we put over technology fixes by throwing people at it sort of went out the window, I would say. And if you're going to actually be able to meet the customer where they are and where they, you know, really expect to be met, then the carriers have to actually catch up and to translate that operating model to actually meet their customers where they should be met. You know, one of the things that Bonnie, I think that we talked about is, you know, where they really need to be successful in the future is making a leap outside of from an internal perspective to that customer lens. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that carriers historically have always not just interacted in a way that was carrier first, but they've internally operated and set themselves up from an organizational perspective to really be wrapped around how they are internally thinking about product P&Ls, how they internally think about the different markets. But what we really need to do and what we really help our clients do is to really take that customer lens and start from the outside in. So how do I think about every type of customer need that I'm interfacing with and how their needs might be different from a distribution perspective, employers, claimants, the beneficiaries. And then given that ecosystem, how do we actually need to internally operate to be able to meet those both from what they need, but then also from a cost effective way? Yeah, it's really putting a, a whole different lens inside insurance companies. I think one of the, the interesting things is technology and the platforms that are going to really be used to support these different operating models. And I think back to you know when InsureTech kind of uh, separated from FinTech and it kind of emerged on its own back in 2015. So many of the insure techs kind of built their own platforms to be able to offer different kinds of experiences and products to customers. Since that time, a lot of technology vendors have been able to really kind of adapt to that and really are able to provide new kinds of technology platforms that can really support these different models. Where does culture and change management fit into this, Bonnie? I think the way, a couple things. So I, when we talk technology, the biggest thing, obviously, that technology needs to be able to provide is that flexibility that's going to account for the changing market demands that exist from a platform perspective. But the, the big gap that I think we miss often is the people aspect of technology. So where we've seen carriers be successful in the implementation of their technology is where they're delivering it in a really integrated way. And they're building those capabilities, both from a business IT and then obviously a customer lens. So are you building your capabilities in a vacuum or is there a business partner that's really there with you every step of the way to make sure that you're course correcting while you're doing that work, as opposed to some sort of a big bang delivery that doesn't look like you want it to look. So this is where it really gets into how that capability delivery model is structured. So traditional project management, we're sort of seeing go out the window. We're thinking a lot more in an agile way. And I think agile is one of those hot words that, you know, everyone says all the time and everyone actually means something pretty different, I would say, when they say that they're running <laughs> agile right. stuff. We see like a very full spectrum of what agile actually means. And the reality is that not everyone potentially can, you know, run scaled agile. Like, how do you make sure that you know what the culture of your company actually is and what they're able to deliver on when you're choosing a delivery methodology? And then how are you making sure that the business and IT are both there making those decisions together in a way that they feel comfortable? Wonderful. Derek, what are you seeing? 
I would add, first off, spot on, Bonnie, I would just also add one of the things that we often see in particular when we're brought in to either assess a specific technology platform that a carrier may want to bring in or, or just begin any of these journeys with our clients is initially a very targeted, zeroed in view at one aspect of their business or the value chain. Whereas we like to come in, look holistically across everything the carrier is doing, both operationally as well as from a technology perspective, to see if there are other ways that we can continue to deliver additional capabilities or, to Bonnie's point, go after different prioritized capabilities in the right order to ultimately drive the most value for our clients. I think as you look at the insurance industry as a whole, there has been a lot of disruption in the way fintechs and others have come into the space to try to disrupt how carriers are doing business recently. And as technology continues to be added to the carrier's landscapes, that will certainly get accelerated as well. That's really interesting. Do you guys have some perspectives on that from, say, a case study, you know, that you could kind of dive into that with a little bit more specifics, obviously not mentioning a a customer, but at least a case study. Derek, why don't you start first? Yeah, certainly, Delise. Um, So one of our recent clients actually was a large multi-line insurance provider who was looking specifically at their compensation operating model. So how their producers are paid for the products that they're distributing within the market. Previously, each business unit at this carrier was independently administrating comp to their partners differently that was often shared across all of those, those business units, giving those key stakeholders an idea that while the tasks were unique, and may require specialized knowledge, when we really got under the hood and realized what was going on day to day, there were plenty of synergies that could be seen across the team. So our main goal was to try to implement an operating model, not only that minimized disruption to the overall producer experience, but also aligned with an ongoing transformation that that carrier was ongoing to revamp their existing compensation system. Through a series of interviews, not only with key team members, but also others within their organization, we were able to map those day-to-day tasks and goals to the existing operating model, including any of the drivers for the change within the business units. Coupling that with service level agreements and KPIs to measure the success for this overall operating model led to not only a great way for the team to collaborate going forward, but also definitely buy-in from all levels of the organization. I'm happy to report the client was able to both successfully deploy that operating model, roll it out, and has seen significant improvements over time in their overall partner experience because of this change. Really interesting at the impact that can have. Mm-hmm. Bonnie, what's your view from an external customer view shifting that business model? Bonnie, are you seeing a broader convergence of lines of business across, you know, multi-line views like PNC and life and health and wellness all together? And what are those implications for insurers when we begin to see this merging of the lines of business that we've historically had so siloed? Um, this is probably not a surprise, but I think that that everything is converging and that's due to the need for carriers to actually, again, meet their customer where they are at and to view themselves in that inside out way. So instead of solving for internal product needs, if I actually just put my uh, customer hat on and solve for what that customer needs, they aren't thinking about carrier X who offers me 
auto insurance and Carrier Wayu offers me my health insurance or just thinking about all the different benefits that they need. So carriers are really shifting to start thinking about how they might be able to white label products that they don't traditionally underwrite or sell on their own or just offer them um, in one cohesive way to a customer to be able to meet all of the needs that they have. Also with some of the other, the newer offerings, so not your traditional core type offerings, but more of the supplemental voluntary things like pet uh, or legal, those have often a higher margin we're seeing. And it's also a lot stickier for a carrier to be able to get an end consumer to actually purchase those individual products. So obviously the stickier you are, the more likely they are to stay with you, which is always a benefit from a carrier perspective. And it's also an interesting thing. Pet is a great example of this. Pet insurance is something that we're seeing carriers think about a lot more and to explore different ways to be able to sell that to their customers as well. So if you think about the nuances of that, there's a huge emotional tie to something like a pet product. So I might not have any idea who my group life insurance carrier is, for example, but you know I know exactly who my pet insurance carrier is because I'm actually interacting with that on an emotional tie in terms of my dog. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting, some work that we're just recently have been doing with one of the industry analysts has really showed what they're calling diversified plays particularly in the voluntary benefit space, that there's a lot more than just pet insurance, which maybe has tended to be on the PNC side, but now it's expanding into auto and cyber liability or cyber insurance or, or even um, homeowners or renters insurance that it's just about that ease of doing business and being able to just have one place you can kind of go and buy all that Mm -hmm. stuff. For sure. So how do insurers get started? Bonnie, thoughts on that? Yeah, so I feel like, Denise, I sound like a broken record by now, but I think that carriers really start by thinking about their customer and that outside in view. So developing a database, deep understanding of what their customers' expectations actually are, and ensuring that that knowledge and that expectation is actually permeating throughout the entire company and not just different silos within. So how do we call out who the there actually is in that. So we're not going to be able to target everyone. We can't solve for everyone, all of their capability needs, but we can define who our target customers are and we can gain a better understanding of what they actually expect from us from a carrier perspective. And then when you think through that and you understand what your customer's journey is and you pair that with the product set and the service levels, target areas of focus and create that end-to-end operating model that actually meets all those needs and can also encompass the need to be differentiated where it actually counts and then streamlined where it doesn't. So again, I think one big thing that we see when carriers are shifting what their capability-driven strategy should look like is there is a desire to be everything to everyone. So how am I thoughtfully thinking through where the investment's going to count based on the customers that I know I'm targeting that make the most sense for my book. Eric, um, any additional thoughts? I'll just echo, right, that at the end of the day, the reason you'll always hear Bonnie and I lead with customer and lead with experience is because these types of transformations are always bigger than simply reducing headcounts for our clients or trying to drive change at the bottom line level. The type of analysis that Bonnie is talking about allows you to get to the root cause of why these types of operating model changes will be beneficial to the carrier long-term and how best to continue to measure it as we move forward. 
Right. Well, one of the things I like to do, it's kind of fun um, at the end of every podcast is to have everybody give me one word that would describe the future of insurance and explain why. Derek, let's start with you. Oh, that's a good question, Denise. Let's see, I'm going to go with evolving. As we think about some of the disruptors that we talked about earlier, continuing to enter the space, as well as our carriers and customers alike, all continuing to find ways to adopt the new permanent way of remote work. Our clients continue to embrace change in the way they're delivering for not only their employees, but their customers as well. These types of, of operating model transformations are just one small subset of the way we're continuing to see carriers push the envelope and continue to keep pace with other parts of the financial services industry as a whole. If we think about right, the war for talent We have to continue to strive for flexible, unique, remote working situations. And very likely here, this is going to stay, forcing insurers to continue to rethink and evolve their own operating model to meet the demands of the market. Great. And Bonnie, your thoughts. What's your word? So my word might not be a word, but I'm going to say revive. So I think it's a super interesting time in insurance. I feel like COVID and the pandemic really made foundational production needs be at the forefront of everyone's mind. Again, like I feel like we've been living in times where that wasn't something that was necessarily as much of a concern as it might have been in years past, but it's really unfortunately reared its head. And the combination of that increased consumer desire and need and knowledge need of protection with how technology and data and analytics have been changing along with really the M&A market and dollars really pouring in, it feels like it's a whole new ballgame for insurance. And I, I think it'll be really interesting to see where the carriers take it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Having been in this industry my entire career, this is actually one of the most exciting times and most innovative times. And I think the, mm-hmm. the future is just really, really bright and exciting for those that really kind of take hold and really um, make those changes. Well, thank you, Bonnie and Derek, for your time today. Really appreciated your insights and looking forward to our continued uh, work together as strategic partners. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you, Denise. That's a wrap for this week's episode of the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Be sure to sign up for our email list and follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on our next episode. I'm Denise Garth, wishing you a happy podcasting.